Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast episode today. I'm thrilled to share that I've had almost 400 plays across 11 countries. It's grown so quickly, and I'm grateful to everyone who has tuned in and who has provided feedback to me. If you like this episode, please go to the Apple Podcast app and give it a five-star review and some nice comments. It really goes a long way to help make sure that others discover it. Each episode, I'll be sharing one of the reviews. This week, the review comes from Big Prince Fan, a.k.a. Jamie Campshay. Uh, here it is. She says, As the owner of a small business, I am drawn to books and podcasts that educate and inspire. Intuit is an intricate part of my company, so I was excited to hear from some of the players and their origins. Ben Pretzky's story on episode two is a riveting story. Be prepared to be a part of Devin Skolnick's inner circle and the cast of characters that are sure to motivate and encourage entrepreneurs of all sectors. So thank you so much, Jamie, and everyone else who has reviewed. Since before starting this podcast, uh, I've constantly been asking for your feedback, and I'm trying to learn from that to iterate so that each episode gets better and better. I'm somewhat product managing this podcast as a whole. So the focus at first was focused mostly on those who are product managers, and I'm transitioning it to now be focused on those who are early in their careers in the technology space. So they may be a product manager, they may not be, but all of them are early in their career, they're complete superstars, and they do something in the land of tech. I'm hoping to expose those who are early in their careers into what career opportunities could be out there, inspire them to try a tech role, and also provide a platform for those who are early in their careers, like some of my guests who have been featured, to share their stories and behind-the-scenes details. I'll also be posting more consistently, so every two weeks on a Wednesday, I'll be releasing a new episode. Uh, for this episode, please excuse the quality. I know that can still be improved, uh, but the content is awesome. Super inspiring. Uh, we also giggle a lot. It was a little too much fun to record. Uh, today, I'm actually featuring my good friend and neighbor, Amina Dean. Amina was studying to become a lawyer in Scotland, then decided to take a dream trip to Paris, which completely changed her career trajectory. Being enthralled in the energy of Fashion Week convinced her to start learning and researching everything she could about the fashion industry. She now works at Farfetch, a leading e-commerce fashion tech company that went public in September 2018 and was named one of Fast Company's 50 most innovative companies in 2016. It is one of the fashion industry's only unicorns that provides a platform for consumers to buy luxury fashion from boutiques and brands around the world. In this episode, we discuss how to visualize your goals, networking tips, and the importance of diversity by doing it for we, not me. Amina also discusses how DJ Khaled, yes, you heard that correctly, DJ Khaled, the rapper Snapchat superstar, <laughs> has impacted her morning routine and reminds her to be grateful every single day. So please enjoy. Let me know what you think. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am so excited to record this podcast and share your story with everyone. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to do this. I'm excited just to tell my story and see how like where it can go and like hopefully inspire people and let them know my process. Of course. So let's kick it off by talking about your first trip to Paris and how that influenced what you do today. Yes. So I work in fashion. I work in editorial, but I wasn't doing this before. I went, I was at law school and yeah, my sort of my trip to Paris is what inspired me. I was going through a really tough time during my exams and I wanted to treat myself. So I said to a girlfriend, like, why don't we go to Paris? So I always, always wanted to go to Paris or Versailles. So what we did is we booked like a last minute ticket, went to Paris, and I didn't realize at the time it was Paris Fashion Week. Um, so I was like caught in this like fashion 
bubble without really realizing what was going on. It was like all underneath my nose. And what happened was I got into an Uber one morning and the driver said, I can't take you to your like exact destination. So you just need to jump out and like walk three minutes. So I was like, okay, fine. So I got the car and I was like walking along and I see like these big white tents everywhere. And I'm like looking around like, okay, what's going on here? I keep walking, I keep walking. And I start see hearing like clicks and paparazzi. So I was like, oh, I wonder what's going on. It must be like a really like fun event. And I see Zendaya, who is one of the Disney channel characters. She like plays, she does a show. And I was like, I recognized her and I was like, oh, I wonder where she's going. So what I did, which was quite sneaky, I like crept up behind her and her crew. There was like five of them all together. And she was like dressed like stunning, like head to toe and like all labels. And I like creeped up behind her and I just like followed and kept walking as they were walking. And it led up to this little park where the, where the one of the tents were. And they were taking pictures of her. And then this photographer started taking pictures of me of my, and my clothes. And I was like, okay, I still didn't know what was going on. So I kept walking in and I realized that I was in the Emmanuel and Garo show. There was this show in Paris. And I just saw like flashing lights and like there was so much like busyness and craziness going on. And I was just trying to get my head around it all. And once the show had finished and I walked out, I just had this buzz, this buzz inside me. And I was like, wow, I didn't know what this feeling was. But now that I look back, I think that was what real, like for me, that's what real passion feels like. Something that like just lifts you and gives you that buzz. And just, I felt inspired, like just inspired by more the environment. I wasn't really like, oh, the clothes were amazing, or this is amazing. I was inspired by the people that were there. The energy. Atmosphere, the, yeah, the energy, the just the... The colours, the, the light. Everything, just like the flashing lights, the photographers, like the photographers screaming, like, over here, over That's here. not in the law library? No. <laughs> I wish. And I was just like, I mean, it's a completely different environment from, from where I've come from. So I was excited. I was, like, so excited. Like, I was 19 at the time. I was like, wow, this this feels good. Like, I'm not directly in it like I'm not really part of the show and I'm not like supposed to be here but like I'm excited so what happens I come out and I'm like okay and I sit on this wall just like trying to process what's going on and this the nicest French guy comes up to me who's also a photographer and he starts speaking to me about what I'm doing at the show and so I need to pretend that I'm at the show for the show and I'm not I didn't tell him that I sneaked in and then he starts showing me his schedule he was like oh I'm actually going to a few shows after this I'm going to Alexander McQueen, I'm going to John Galliano, oh so on and so on. I was like, oh wow. And I know I've always had like an idea of labels. I've always been a fan. So I knew exactly what he was talking about. It's not like this world was completely like... Right, I mean, we're sitting like, in your kitchen right now and you look <laughs> fabulous. Just hanging around on a Sunday. Do you always look casual, like this? Casual, oh, yeah, casual. just do this on. <laughs> I went to the went grocery shopping today. <laughs> and um, yeah, so he started showing me his schedule and he was like, this, this is probably... I don't recommend anyone doing this, but he was like, do you want to come around with me? And like, I can take you to the shows. I mean, it was like a nine-year-old girl in Paris speaking to a complete stranger. And I had nothing said, no, don't do it. I was mm -hmm. like, no, I want to, I'll go with you. I was like, okay, yeah. yeah, I'm on, let's go. So he started taking me around because he had this pass that got him into like all the shows. And then before I knew it, I was like going to like show after show. And my best friend was at the hotel the entire time. I just like was not on my phone that like she had no idea what was going on like, I'm living this like <laughs> crazy fashion life like super fast life and I was like yeah I'm like this is what I want to, this is what I want to do and the reason I knew it all like so quickly is because I'd been going through a really tough time at law school and I know everything everyone goes through ups and downs at university but I felt like I was in quite a dark place like a very dark place and I was not happy 
I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know how to move forward. I knew I wanted to move forward. And I knew I wanted to find something. I just didn't know how to get there or what it was. I mean, I did everything. I like went home. I used to like meditate. I got to like a psychic. I went to a psychic because yeah. I, oh my god, I need an answer. And so you leave Paris. You go back home, and you're still studying for law school. Then how did you make the transition to what you do now at Farfetch? So I went back home, and I my all my concentration was okay. I want to do this. How do I get there? How do I? What is this industry? And how do I get there? Because. When I thought of fashion, I thought was, oh, designing clothes, and I'm not that creative, that's just mm-hmm. not me. And then I started looking more and more into it, and I think that's what's important, is doing that research. If you don't know what you want to do, just, like, look at everything. Go okay. into everything, whether it's, you, well, for me in the fashion industry, I looked at design. Do I want to do design? Do I want to do, like, photography? Do What do I want to do? So I went through, like, all these different channels to figure out what I wanted. Were you speaking to people that you had met? Were you finding them on LinkedIn? Were you finding their names... In magazines, how did you go about that? So what I was actually doing was I was networking. So I lived in Scotland. I I stayed in Scotland, and I knew that the fashion hub in the UK was obviously London, but there was a big distance, and I like I wouldn't be able to like do go back and forth. As I wouldn't be able to go back and forth, which is impossible, especially with law school. It was like so full on for me. And what I did was network through Instagram. Instagram was huge for me. I want. I wasn't great at the start but I was like okay no this can really help me so I actually started like sending messages to people that I thought could help me network and another thing that I would do is like I would put in a company for example like Vogue magazine I would look at their followers see who their followers are and then I would like click on a follower see how they network because it's just like I sort of like did like a like a spider thing in my head where I was like okay this person could lead me to that person and six I degrees just, of separation yeah and I just kept going and going and going and it just led me to like network with people and talk to people and and how did you approach them because I know some people who are listening might want to do something different or might be intrigued by something different but might not have know how to start that conversation without intruding on in that person's life so like what kind of message would you send someone that you're interested in talking to honestly for me like I was to the point where I was like I don't want to be like intrusive and I don't want to be like rude and I don't want to step on anyone's toes but then again that was like my head thinking my head was thinking like, oh, I don't want to do this and this. But for me, like my dad always says, like, whatever you want to do, it's in your heart, so just go with your heart. And my heart was like, Amina, like, you have nothing to lose right now. Like, you're at law school, you're trying to figure out all these different things, but like, what you want to do next. So I was like, okay, I don't, it's not that I didn't care. I was like, okay, like, take that small risk just to, just to send a message. And it was just the smallest message, like, hi, how are you? Um, I was, I was looking at your Instagram, it looked great. I was wondering, like, what you did for work or how mm-hmm. you did it just very polite and if I'm honest most of the time I did not get answers but I just kept I think the important thing is I kept going and going and like one person like was finally like started a conversation and it just led me to someone else who was like oh well my friend does this and this mm-hmm. you should speak to them so I think for me it was just being really like excited and being like oh well I want to know like I want to know more because I didn't know a lot about the industry I wasn't mm-hmm. like Super, like, it wasn't, like, my passion from the start. It was, like, okay, I need to learn. I, I realized from a, quite early on in this, like, okay, I need to learn. Like, I don't know enough, but I'm happy to yeah. learn. And that's what I did. And, I, yeah, I, Instagram was a, a part of it in terms of, like, networking. But I also did my own, like, research. I would go to the library, whether it was, like, picking up a book or, like, just looking at, like, previous things. And then, like, just, just doing things like that. It wasn't, like, oh, I, I'll just speak to someone and hopefully they, they can open the door right. for me. Because it, it doesn't work like that. I yeah. think it was just determination and like hard work that I put into it. So speaking of determination, hard work and mindset, 
Um, we talked before we have started recording about the diary that you kept and a little bit about DJ Khaled. <laughs> <laughs> so we have to share. Okay, yeah. Tell, tell me about how DJ Khaled has <laughs> drastically impacted your life. I have diaries that I started keeping mm-hmm. and I've never let and I've never spoke about them I'm and honored. I've never <laughs> let anyone see them but I've let Devin see like the cover of my diary and um so when I was in like a quite a dark mind space with sort of like with law school and what I wanted to do and people were tell me two different things like my mom was like no like you need to continue with law school this is what you need to do like you've wasted so much time at you've put so much time and energy into it it's a cost though it's in the past right exactly but I like I, I finished my law degree I, I mm-hmm. did it and while I was doing it I was like doing my fashion stuff on the side and I started keeping these diaries and in the diaries that I suppose it's just like a bit of law of attraction I did without really realizing that I would like stick pictures in of where I wanted to be or where I thought I could be and like what I want to do so I write like targets and goals or for example like I'd write something like okay I want to work for a magazine. I want to, what kind of magazine would it be? Mm-hmm. Oh, it would be like a fashion magazine. Okay, yeah. what kind of fashion magazine? I'd start getting very specific and I would like sort of like, again, spider diet, like mm-hmm. let it, let's see where my mind would go with yeah. it. And before I knew it, I started filling up these diaries with all these ideas and visualizing, visualizing and things. A close friend of mine actually um, really wants to be really successful in what he does. And he has a vision of the home he wants to live in. And he literally knows the specific home and the specific zip code and has printed out, spent over a hundred pounds printing out photos of it to visualize it and look at it every day. And it's really inspiring to him because if he ever forgets what he's trying to work towards, um, it's not always about the money obviously, but what he's trying to work towards is the success and the achievement. And this will be a home that he could have, or he could have a family and have people over and enjoy it together but he wants to visualize that every single day. And so what you did with the diary is great because you tried to visualize, articulate and, and visualize what you wanted. That's exactly what I do and I still do it to this day. I, I actually looked at my diary before, before you came over, <laughs> just to like sort of get my mind in that space again and to, cause I knew, I knew you'd be talking about this. And I was looking at the start of the diary, but this was like back, I was 19, so like two, three years ago. And I would write things, I would like print out pictures of like, dresses or like print art pictures of editorials that I loved and I would um write things like oh I want to work for Condé I had this obsession with Condé Nast I really wanted to work for Condé Nast I wanted to do something with Condé Nast I didn't know what it was I just knew I wanted to be there and like fast forward like a year from then I ended up landing an internship with Condé Nast magazine I love magazine so that was something that like I sort of brought into rotation and like I really wanted to do it so when I it's not until like you stop and you realize, wow, I actually did do those things. I feel like I get so caught up in the bubble and I just keep going and going. Mm-hmm. And I, this is something that I try to do all the time is just stop and think about the things that I've done. Is this a DJ Khaled tip? Yes. <laughs> so this is another thing that I do. Like it's, it's a small, it's a small thing, but it, honestly, it helps me so much. So I have this. Obs- millions of people. Obviously. Millions of people. Like it's the most watched I think Snapchat in the world or something. I am, um, yeah, I have this fun little obsession with DJ Khaled <laughs> and I listen to his Snapchats and they help me. They help me a lot. Like, I know, like, he, I, so what's something that he said that has helped you? Like, a specific, do you remember anything that he yeah, said? Yeah, just, just to be grateful. Like, be grateful for where you are. Like, I we used to always be frustrated with myself because I was like, like I'd be like dad why am I not there yet why am I not there yet and it's like 
okay, that's not the mentality to have. And that took me a while to learn because to let go, I think to let go of the frustration and learn patience was like a big lesson for me, a big lesson for me. And it took a while, but I got there and I'm still grateful for it. So I think DJ, like DJ Khaled's always like, just be careful for where you are. Like he would even like go outside and like look at the flowers, the flowers <laughs> and be like, I love this. And I'm like, yeah. Do you know what? I love it's basic. It's basic. But it's so small, but it, it lifts you. Every morning I wake up and my first thought is like, okay, I'm like, I'm a religious person. So I think about God and I'm quite spiritual in that sense. So I'm just grateful for like the people I have around me, like my family, my friends. And for me, that sets the tone for my day, the gratefulness. It really helps me to be excited for the day and realize that, because for me, I think the big thing that I've learned throughout all of this is just my career. I'm not just doing it for me anymore. I'm doing it for, I have this saying, I'm not doing it for me. I'm doing it for we. So yeah, a big part of my career that I just recently thought of is like, I want to do it more for the we rather than just me. And this is something that I want to work towards and which I'm still developing and figuring out how I can get there. And I think this came from something that I watched. There was an interview with Virgil and Naomi Campbell on, on Vogue and it was, it was actually a great clip. And he was saying that when he debuted his first collection for Louis Vuitton, like at the end of it, he cried and he hugged Kanye and they cried. and. He said that it wasn't he wasn't crying because it was his success and it was like his clothes it was everything like he put together it was more he was walking down for the community and i think that is so important i mean i come from an ethnic background my ethnicity is very important to me and i want to i'm proud of it and i love that like there are important people like virgil like kanye like naomi like speaking about these topics because it's something that i haven't really necessarily like delved into it and that the fact that I'm finding this like it's it's so important to me because I want this to be about my career as well and like the fact the fashion industry reaches out to so many people and like I said it's so accessible so if we can like bring that message across I think that's what's important right and diversity in the models and people who are making decisions on editorial shoots and all that I'm sure is so important it's so important and that that's what's inspiring I think that's what I'm inspired by right now my inspiration a few years ago was different but now this is probably my main inspiration I think I'd like to carry this through and see it through. I want to do it for more than just myself I want to it's nice that's why I'm so happy I'm doing this today because I feel like if I can reach out to one person or just inspire someone or someone be like oh well actually I've been through that as well I know what it's like it's just that's what I want to achieve in my career now doing it for more than just myself it's not about where my success or how much money I'm going to earn or like where I'm going to go it's going to be what can I do to help other people and lift mm -hmm. other people because not, I mean, it's great having fancy cars and this and that, and I love that, and that's one of my goals in life is to have like the luxuries, which is, mm -hmm. for me, I think it's, it's easily done. I think my passion is more my relationships with people and focusing on the people around me and like how I can uplift them and like how we can all come together because your success is my success. Like I'm so happy for everyone's success because I feel like it's a mirror of like my life and like who I am. And those people, if I've got those people around me, then mm -hmm. I must be doing something right and around great yeah. people. I was listening to Tim Ferriss' podcast, one of my favorite uh, people to follow, and he mentioned that his one of his ex-girlfriends had gotten him something called the Jar of Awesome. And I think sometimes, like you had said, sometimes we forget to be grateful or forget what we've achieved, and this Jar of Awesome serves a purpose to help that. So basically, someone or yourself, you can put a note in it of something that awesome that happened that day or something awesome that you did to help someone else, and then if you're having a bad day or a down day, you can sit down and literally pull out the little post-its that were in there and kind of remind and reflect um, on what some of those things were. So no, I, have, cool. I think that's so important is to to be able to reflect. Like I said, I feel like we get caught up in a bubble and 
we forget how like how we got here in the process like I feel like it's so important I've, every day before I go to work I always think of the process or how hard like the hard work it took for me to get to where I am right now and I know I have so much more to do but I did a lot to get to where I am now so I always think of that before I go into work before I like do my work I'm like okay put everything into it because you put everything into just yeah. getting there so yeah. make sure you're putting 100% in at all times and um yeah I'm just just grateful for that I suppose and I think it was Steve Jobs he did like this um he did like this talk to this university and he was He's the connect the dots. The connect the dots. <laughs> I listen to it quite often just to remind myself, just to stop. So for it. anyone who's listening, the connect your dots speech is about how you don't necessarily know what you're doing now will affect the future. But if you look back, you see how all the dots connected. So he dealt a story about how a calligraphy class led to his mindset and how he um, created the fonts for Apple and the design methodologies for Apple and how it would be built as a company. Which I think, I mean, there's so many examples in my life of where that happened. Is there something, well, I mean, the Paris trip that led yeah. to you now? I mean, the Paris trip at the time when I came back, I just laughed. I was like, wow, that was like just a crazy trip. And it must have, like, it was a coincidence. But when, when I look back, no, I believe it happened for a reason. And like, when I connect those dots and I'm like, oh, wow, actually, like, that led me to this and it led me to this. And now it led me to being here and yeah. working, working for Farfetch. And, Which is a top e-commerce tech company. Yeah, and I'm working with some of the like the best people and the best company and like um well Farfetch is known to be fashion and tech put together so so why do you choose to work at a tech company so at the moment I work in editorial I work on the editorial stuff for Farfetch um but obviously it's known I'm so heavily involved in like the tech side as well because I mean it's something that's sort of embedded in us as we work and Farfetch is known to bring like all different boutiques around the world together and that's what sort of make it so different compared to other um retail like retailers online so that's one thing that um i love working like that's why i like working for farfetch is because it brings all the small boutiques together into like one community and the tech side of it just really makes it easier for everyone to be connected and be together so i think that's why i enjoy working for farfetch because it's it for me is a community and it's not just like that on the outside it's like that on the inside as well it's like everyone's sort of like together in this community and it's just very like not on one level I wouldn't say that I would say like, so there's no doors it's very open it's open like everyone's very welcoming like it doesn't matter what level you are in your career everyone's willing to listen your input is, is so important it's just nice to know that no matter where you are in your stage of life like you are well stage in career you are listened to and your and like ideas are important so I think that's why I love working where I work it's nice and you were saying before we were recording that anyone who has an idea has the opportunity to put it forth so even if you're not working on one side of the business but another side but you have an idea that could impact something you have a chance to say that I think it's really cool and special at Farfetch yeah no I completely agree that's one thing that I probably like is there's so much openness in the office and your voices are heard no matter where like where it's come from or like what you have an opinion opinion on like it is listened to and it's such an open office and it's a really big office as well there's so many people and they obviously have offices all over the world but we all we all feed into like one sort of one idea I and mean, it all comes together and it's nice to see that my sort of like my work is like is makes a difference to this company so it's nice it's nice to know that like everything that everyone does in the office is works towards this this bigger thing which is yeah. nice are there any other tech companies that 
you admire or are inspired by uh, in regards to how they think about fashion or anything else? Yeah, so I think we said before I was saying this um, earlier that I have this obsession with a guy called Derek Blasberg. He's like a fashion journalist who I just think is great. He's still charismatic and funny and he just has like the best, like he, he's known to network. He's known to like for his network and he's just like a really nice, wholesome guy. And I found out that he recently, he's now working with YouTube and he wants to sort of bring like this digital, like the fashion world to be more digital, more accessible. So I think it's great that he's doing that because that we're living in the Instagram days now. So I want to see what Derek Blasberg does for YouTube and what he brings. And this whole fashion idea is exciting because like digital, the dig digital age is now so important to fashion. It's making everything so much more accessible. Totally. I, I mean, from getting behind the scenes, like everyone can see all now. You can see everything. You can mm -hmm. see like runway show live. And I think- I used to work for IMG and now a lot of the shows mm -hmm. are put online and they're streamed online mm -hmm. in real time. In real time. And that's something that they were not, like you wouldn't have been able to do like, a few years back, fashion shows were so exclusive and like it was so hard to get into. But now I love that everyone has access to it. I can speak to, I don't even need to speak to someone that works directly in fashion, but they'll still know what's going on. They'll know what Louis Vuitton had on the runway because it's so accessible. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Virgil, like all of it. Like you, everyone knows yeah. you don't have to be in fashion to talk about fashion because the tech that's out there has made it so accessible to everyone, mm -hmm. which is great. It's, it's nice and I love that. It's all changing and it's so rapid as well. Oh, great. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. Yeah, I'm so happy for to share it with everyone and thanks for having me. Of course. Is there anything else you want to share with the audience um, before we sign off? Yeah, I think the number one thing that I would, that I really wanted to get across in this podcast was no matter where you are, what you're doing, like if you're, you're not sure what you want to do in your career or like you don't know how to get there, it's it's a tough pro like it's it's a tough process and I'm not scared to say that it kind of used to frustrate me when people are like oh like you just find what you love and it's really easy and it yeah. just comes and comes and it's or like what's your five year plan how are you supposed to know how are you supposed <laughs> to know like don't let that pressure get to you I have a lot of friends at the moment that are coming out of university and they're in that first year stage where like I think the first year is hard when you were just coming out and they're a bit lost they've been studying this what the subject for like many many years and they come out and like oh okay now what. And that's okay. Like you, I was speaking to my best friend who's going through like sort of this anxious period because she doesn't know what she wants to do. She knows she wants to do something. She doesn't know what it is. And I'm like, my advice is that's okay. It's okay to be lost. Just be lost for a while. Just be in limbo for a while. That's completely okay because I was. And just trust, trust the process without being too spiritual. I'm like, <laughs> oh, just trust the process. But you no, know, I think it's also important to have like focus. Um, try to just figure out just to test different things like mm -hmm. for me I didn't know I do I love I'm an editorial I love editorial I didn't know I wanted to do that two years ago I thought I wanted to be in design so I worked for like I worked for um a fashion house and I thought that's where I wanted to be and I was like okay this is not for me so trial and error I guess with anything in life everything's like testing test and learn yeah. throw things at the wall see what sticks exactly and you will find it if you're I think I always believe like passion is a big thing for me I don't care if you're passionate about cheese like mm -hmm. whatever you're passionate about like you can be passionate I about cheese. Yeah. <laughs> I think also like it's not about the thing that you are necessarily working in for I example agree. like I, I work in accounting software I'm not that passionate about accounting software but I love the process of building something the process of creating something yeah. that's what I'm passionate about yeah. right I like the process of understanding how the technology works mm -hmm. and working with very intelligent people 
Um, so for you, you love, maybe you like the clothes, but what you really love about fashion is maybe the creativity behind it or the energy and the vibe of the environment. So I think it's finding also what elements of something you really like and figuring out how you can blend those to create the most passion as a whole. No, I agree. I completely agree with what you've just said. I think that's important to think about because for me it wasn't just, okay, I really, really want to do this job. I really want to be an editor and that's all I want to do. It's exactly what you said. It's the different elements. I, I'm excited when I go into my job because I get to work with makeup artists, photographers. I get to work from, with different people and I learn so much from them. So it's like, like you said, bringing it all together and realizing actually, yeah, I love all these different aspects that make this into my job. So yeah, yeah. I completely agree. I think that's something important to go forward with as well. Cool. Well, thank you so much. And I'll share your um, contact info in the show notes if anyone wants to reach out. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into the episode today with Amina. I hope you are just as inspired as I was after we had our conversation. I loved what she said about the importance of networking, and I have a few tips of my own. So the first has to do with helping you stand out when you reach out to someone. So the people you reach out to potentially have an influx of messages coming in all day long, and you really want to make sure that you can stand out against the crowd. So what I would advise would be to look up something that you have in common with that person. So for example, if you went to the same university, you studied abroad in the same place, you did research and you find that they've read a book that you've read, anything that you can find in common is amazing to mention because that helps you stand out and form a bond automatically. So I would recommend putting that thing that stands out and that you have in common in the first or second sentence of your message to that person or even in a subject line if it's a LinkedIn or email message. So I hope this helps you. I hope you're super inspired by everything that Amina said. Who knows, maybe you'll start listening to DJ Khaled in the morning as well. And if you really like the episode, I would greatly appreciate it if you left a five-star review and a nice comment below in the Apple Podcast app. Stay tuned. In two weeks, I will be posting a new episode, and that will happen every two weeks consistently moving forward. Thank you.